You're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast. You're listening to episode 488, and I'm your co-host, Brittany Martin. Allison McMillan is a fractional VP of engineering and engineering leadership consultant. She's previously held leadership roles at QuotaPath, Dev, and GitHub. Allison has worn many hats in multiple industries as a community builder, managing director, and software engineer. Allison started a podcast about being a parent in tech called Parent Driven Development and is an internationally recognized keynote speaker. She is very involved in the Ruby community as a current board member, RubyCom San Diego co-chair, and the former president of Ruby Central. Also, returning from episode 458, Chelsea Kaufman from Ruby Central is also here. And last to the party, I have a special co-host today, fresh from the Ruby's Got You Covered World Tour. We're also joined by Kevin Murphy. Kevin is co-hosting with me today because he is headed to RubyConf 2023 in San Diego. Allison and Chelsea, as I mentioned, are co-chairs to the conference. So we're going to be asking questions about the conference today. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for having us. Before we dive into RubyConf, I am very curious to hear from either Allison or Chelsea or both, but any lessons that Ruby Central took from RailsConf 2023? I think that the big thing that I took from RailsConf was a strong desire for bringing the community together, that there were so many conversations happening outside of the talks and before and after the conference about just wanting to support each other. And I think it was just a reaction of being together after so many years of weirdness coming out of the pandemic and conferences changing, that it was trying to figure out what our conference is going to look like. How are we going to continue to connect with each other? How are we going to hold on to the reasons why we were coming together to begin with and help each other grow and learn and collaborate on new projects together and learn from each other? And so that was one of the things that I heard time and time again of people just trying to figure out What is it that we can do now to just enhance the community and let it thrive after a time of really kind of self-reflection and time of being in a different state and different times? So I think that we took a lot of that learning as we were going into the programming for RubyConf and really tried to kind of intertwine all of that into some of the things that we're bringing to RubyConf San Diego. Yeah, and I would add to that a little bit about sort of like where does Ruby Central want to go? How does Ruby Central sort of support the Ruby community? What does the Ruby community look like today as a whole? What's been going on? You know, so in addition to sort of like connecting with each other, connecting with conferences, what does that look like? Also, what were some of the themes that we heard in terms of how Ruby Central can support and what's the role and how we continue to use the conference as a way to hear from our community and highlight our community and make sure that everybody attending a conference sort of knows how special Ruby and Ruby developers and the Ruby community is. I love those answers. So what do you think the community is then expecting from a conference like RubyConf? I think that it's twofold. I think that they are expecting to learn, right? What's happening that's new and exciting, what people are experimenting with, what's the norm now and what's sort of out there and what people are trying. So there's sort of the piece of what's new, what can they bring to their company, what can they bring to sort of their day-to-day. And then 
I think the second part is really how can they connect with other people? How can they connect with people that are in a similar career spot that they are in from a similar background, looking at similar future goals? So I think that's something that the community is also looking for at RubyConf and our conferences is how to connect with each other on deeper levels, one-on-one levels, whether it's sort of surface level fun or being able to go deeper than that. Is it ever hard to keep RubyConf from being RailsConf part two? You know, it's actually something that we've been thinking about a lot at Ruby Central because in the past, there were RubyConf and RailsConf were pretty distinctive in what they offered and what the vibe was and what they looked like. And then I think over the past few years, maybe a couple of years before the pandemic, they started to merge a little bit and feel and look very similar. I think there's a large demand for conferences for getting together in person, et cetera. And then through the pandemic and through COVID, we were just trying a whole bunch of different things to just keep things going, try to fit with different needs, like the world changing drastically every six months, et cetera. And so now that we're like over that where I think that we're in the next phase where we are trying to figure out, do we want to go back to a place where RubyConf and RailsConf have more distinctive vibes, where the goals are different, where what they look like is different. And so that's actually something that we are talking a lot about. Like in what ways is it okay that RailsConf and RubyConf are similar? And in what ways does it feel not great that they're similar. So we can figure out what that looks like in the future. Okay. I've always been so interested in that because I went to RubyConf Nashville. What was that? 2019? And it was very much RubyConf. It was just like kind of understood that you don't really mention Rails if you can get away with it. Like you really try to keep it like as Ruby as possible. And so there's just so many people, you know, Brian Mariani, one of our co-hosts, We've had him on the show a lot and he talks about like how he doesn't really source Ruby engineers. He's usually looking for Rails engineers. So it's very tempting to just make everything very Rails centric. But the thing I loved about that RubyConf is just like there was the whole track on like weird uses of Ruby. It wasn't Rails. It was weird uses of Ruby. And that was just like the whimsical part of Ruby that just feels very different than the enterprise RailsConf. So what was your approach to thinking about and planning this year's RubyConf? It's been, like you said, a couple of weird years. You're headed to a very desirable location in San Diego. What was the approach? Well, I think we did at RailsConf have a town hall session. And in that town hall session, we took a lot of learnings from that. And I think that We really wanted to spend time listening to the community and what it is that they were looking for. And also that San Diego has a certain vibe to it that I think we wanted to intertwine into this conference. And it helps that I am a San Diego native and have been able to kind of weave that in a little bit, just being who I am. But I think that wanting to take some of the stories that I heard about past RubyConfs were people came to RubyConf and just wanted to work together. They just wanted to show off the code they were working on. They wanted to dive in together. They wanted to show what they were doing and learn from each other and do those things. And so we were thinking about that and trying to figure out how do we infuse that 
mentality and that throughout the conference so that it becomes more of a let's come together and really focus in on the code and what it is that everyone's doing and celebrate that. And so Alice and I kind of went into it and we're like, okay, what can we do that's kind of different that would make people go, okay, let's go to this one because it's going to be at like any other conference or that it's going to have the essence of RubyConf from 15 years ago of when it was a small group of people that were coming together because they loved what they were doing and they just wanted to show off that craft that they were so proud of. And so we kind of took those aspects of it and started coming up with the programming around that and then building the team from there. So what is new and different about RubyConf to address some of those needs? We are doing a lot of different stuff at this year's RubyConf. I think first we were starting off with a community day. So RubyConf as a whole, it used to be three days of conferencing. Now it is treated as sort of traditional RubyConf and the first day is a community day. So during that community day, there are the workshops that people know and love. We've gotten feedback about how hard it is to pick a longer workshop to participate in alongside like you just miss so many talks when you're like in that workshop. So we're separating that out into the first day. And then the other piece that we're doing during that community day is sort of a community hacking. So having people be able to come together, like Chelsea said, sort of around that code, have open source leaders, different projects. I mean, people can bring their own stuff. They can connect with projects that are going on. They can connect with maintainers that they either have worked with in the past or just admired from afar, from close. And so really sort of creating that space where people can come together, can work, can learn, can again, sort of really create that great collaborative vibe of like, this is the Ruby community and using that first day as a way to kick off into the rest of the conference atmosphere. So we're then kind of taking that same vibe and weaving it out through the next two days. So the second two days of the conference will look very similar. We'll have lots of talks. We'll have some really great keynotes coming in. But then we're also going to have some of these offset rooms that will continue that vibe. So we're going to have some community spaces that you can come into, talk to some nonprofit organizations, talk to some local groups, and really just continue that conversation around the open source community and what are people doing in our community and how can I participate? How can I make sure that I'm an active member of this community? So we'll have those rooms open throughout the conference. And then we'll also have the Career Pathways room is coming back where we're going to help people with their career paths, working on resumes, doing interview prep, all sorts of different things, mentorship, things like that. So we're going to weave that out through the next two days as well. The last thing I will add is that we're doing Ruby squads which is a chance for folks to be put into smaller groups of individuals, like groups of about four or five of people that are in really similar places in their careers and sort of where they want to go in their careers. And we're going to have a few Ruby squad specific sessions that really helps those small groups sort of come together and get to know each other so that they can become a really awesome peer support network, right? Everybody's like, oh, I see all these people that have trends, you know, around at RubyConf that they see. 
how do I make those friends? How do I get that peer support group? How do I have that group of people that are my career advisory board that I go to when I have questions? So we're going to help facilitate that with the hopes that they can continue long after RubyConf and long after the conference. I love that idea because it reminds me of like the old birds of a feather. I don't know if they still do that at the conferences, but I like that it's a career focus like birds of a feather. Will those be led by someone specific or is it supposed to be like the group is responsible for sticking together? Yeah. So those facilitated sessions that plan right now is for me to lead those there. I've participated and also led those sorts of things in the past. So yeah, I'm going to lead those sort of pod specific sessions just so that there's a little bit of facilitation so that group can actually sort of bond and form over the course of the two days and then get some sort of like tips and best practices for like keeping this going beyond the conference. Thanks to Honey Badger, I have all kinds of sources to back what I'm about to say next. The number one reason startups fail is that they run out of money. There are so many ways for startups to lose money. Downtime certainly should not be one of them. Recent studies found that downtime can cost $427 per minute for small businesses and up to $9,000 per minute for medium-sized businesses. That's every single minute that you're down. A monthly subscription with Honey Badger helps you prevent costly downtime by giving you all the monitoring you need in one easy-to-use platform so you can quickly understand what's going on and how to fix it, which of course helps you stay in business. Best of all, Honey Badger is free for small teams and setup takes as little as five minutes. Get started today at honeybadger.io. That is honeybadger.io. Thanks to Honey Badger for supporting the show. For the community day, I feel like people that are familiar with RubyConf may be somewhat familiar with going to a workshop. But for the non-workshop portions, how is that going to work? Like, do I need to prepare stuff beforehand? Can I figure it all out there? Do I need to like organize with peers to figure out we're going to go to this meeting or that meeting? How is that all going to work? There will be prep and setup before. Our goal is that I mean, we've all been to hackathons where it takes a day and a half just to get all the things set up. We don't want that to happen. So we are working with a team to make sure that we have it all kind of connected ahead of time, but also leave some room for the folks that want to just come in and share what they're working on and things like that, but have different opportunities for people to come in. We'll reach out to folks ahead of time. It is a separate ticket. So folks can buy just the community day ticket or just the two-day ticket or all three tickets or as one. And so we'll know ahead of time kind of who's going. And it's a little bit like the workshops. When you would go to the workshops, you would usually sign up ahead of time. Sometimes the folks leading it would send things out ahead of time. So it'll be a little bit like that. So we'll make sure that you'll be able to have all the resources so that you're not spending the whole time just getting your environment set up. I want to add also that I think a good mention, we're working with an amazing program committee for the conference. And so one of the things that we've done for this as well is each sort of program committee member is there are different people that are sort of point for these different new, because we're doing so much new stuff for each of these different new things. And so they have just been really incredible about bringing their ideas, reaching out to the community on their own, also sort of bringing their energy and excitement to this new piece and this new plan. So I just want to highlight them as well. You talk about the location a bit. Like I was kind of curious, I was looking back and I was thinking like, has RubyConf ever been at a resort before to your knowledge? And like, how will that be similar or different from like a conference center vibe? Well, I do want to say that the 
space that we're in is actually one of San Diego's original conference spaces. Back way in the day, you would come to San Diego and come to town and country, and this is where the conference would be. They just went through this huge renovation two, three years ago-ish, and it does have a very like Palm Springs feel to it, but it also has all the same things. It has the conference rooms, it has the space, it it does have very San Diego, lots of outdoor spaces, there's fire pits, there's lots of fun outdoor stuff to do, but also has all the amenities that you need for any kind of conference. What are you two both most looking forward to? I am looking forward to feedback and community reaction. Like we're doing a bunch of new things. And some of it is like throwback to some stuff that used to happen. Some of it is stuff that we've seen at other conferences, stuff that we've heard from the community. So, you know, we're sort of talking about this a little bit as like a RubyConf reboot. And I'm just very curious if people are going to be like, no, we really didn't like that. Please stop. Or if people are going to be like, yes, more of this, more of that, less of that. After every conference, I'm always very excited and interested to hear what the community's reaction is, what the feedback is. We're constantly iterating on the conferences and like what we're trying different, what we're doing different. So yeah, I am the most excited to just see how people engage with and interact with all of these new spaces and new ideas. I am very excited for the community day. So my background is in the theater and there is something to the live nature of it that it's not going to be totally planned out, that something could happen and you're a little on your toes and it's a little exciting and that the community kind of gets to shape it and that there's something really exciting to me about that, that the audience is a little bit about, is a part of the experience. And so whoever is there is going to make it what it is. And to me, that is the coolest part about communities that we have an impact on what this community is going to be and do. And so I'm just really excited for that because there's a little bit of an unknown there that I won't be able to say this is exactly what it's going to look like because you just don't know who's going to walk in that door and what they're going to bring. And I love that. I think it is really exciting. So Kevin thinks that he's on here just to ask questions, but I'm going to turn the tables on him because I know he's headed to RubyConf. I'm curious, Kevin, like why did you buy a ticket to RubyConf and what are you most excited about? Personally, I am most excited to go to a conference as an attendee rather than a speaker for the first time in a very long time. That's um, legit. I'm- Because being a speaker is a lot of work. And sometimes it's really great to just kind of kick back and just enjoy a conference. It's also an annoying brag of like, oh, I keep going to these conferences and speaking (laughs) and all I want to do is (laughs) attend. Um, But I've been very fortunate in the last couple of years. So I'm looking forward to just enjoying the attendee experience and catching up with old Ruby friends and making new ones. Uh, Very excited to see the program when that comes out. Always thrilled to see what new faces will be there and what people that I already know. So I'm very much looking forward to all of that. I'm going to warn you as somebody who has gone to a conference after spending a couple of years as a speaker, what will end up happening is you leave with five talk ideas. So sorry, not sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm also fully prepared to be like, oh, friend, you got a talk accepted. Would you like any help? <laughs> 
You know what I have never done in all my years of going to conferences is I've never signed up for the lightning talks. I think that requires the most bravery. So I I guess we'll be asking Chelsea and Allison if lightning talks are going to be a thing. But I think the folks that do like a five minute lightning talk is just very, very impressive. Do we know if lightning talks are on the agenda this year for RubyCon? Yes, they are on the agenda. They're on the agenda and lightning talks are great because I mean, in addition to like just some of the kooky, wonderful things that you get. They're also a great place for scholars to give talks. We always like really encourage scholars to give talks. I gave at my first ever RubyConf, I was a scholar. I gave a talk and it is how I got my first job in the Ruby community. So Lightning Talks have a, have a special place in my heart. So we've talked about a lot of the new things that are coming to RubyConf from past iterations of RubyConf. Are there things that you can think of that like make RubyConf different from other conferences that either were the case in old RubyConfs that you want to keep and maintain or some of these new features that you're explicitly like, oh, this is actually an interesting wrinkle that I haven't seen before? For me, it isn't so much about the conference. It's about the people that attend the conference. I mean, I've spoken at conferences all over the world in like a variety of different communities. And I don't know if it's because RubyConf is sort of on Ruby, the Ruby community is where I got my start. But RubyConfs, it just, for me, they feel like home. They feel like people are just more mindful about including other people in dinner plans, about making sure that people aren't standing in closed circles, about all of those different things that can make conferences really scary and awkward and make you just want to be like, I'm just going to go to my hotel room now and just be there for the rest of the day. I just think people are more mindful of it and really open to going to the conference with an open mind of reaching out, of meeting new people, of including new folks, being like, who am I going to meet this conference? I don't know. They're probably going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So I think for me, it's less about the conference agenda or sessions or et cetera. And it's more just about that. I think that people that come to RubyConf come with the expectation either because they know it or because somebody's told them that you go to this conference and you're nice to other people and you meet other people that you didn't know before. Yeah, there's such a love of the craft that comes into it that I think exudes out into the people that are there. They just are so accepting and welcoming because they love what they do and that they want to teach other people that. They like want to bring more people in and they want to talk about it. And I think that there's just something so warm about that. But I've always felt so welcome in the community and any Ruby conference or meetup that I've gone to. It has always been such a warm welcome from people and I think it has to do with that love of the craft that the language came to be because of developers for developers. And I think that they just love it and that they want to share that with everyone. And I think that goes a long way. So Allison, I know you already mentioned giving a lightning talk and having that lead to getting your first Ruby jobs. Anyone have any other fun conference stories to share that people might be able to look forward to or not at a RubyCon? I'll mention one more, which is always like one of my favorite, not favorite moments of being in a conference. I spoke at JSConf EU a while ago and I was speaking about being a parent in tech and children. I don't know if I had two children or if I just had one. 
Anyway, I was tired. I was a new parent. And they had like a makeup person backstage who would do like touch up. And I remember sitting in the chair and the woman goes, oh, you look very tired. I will try to help you a little bit with that. And I was like, okay, thanks. (laughs) Like exactly what I wanted to hear like 10 minutes before going on stage. (laughs) Like you look very tired. Okay, well, we'll see what you can do about that. <laughs> yeah, a similar like right before getting on stage moment for me is that other Ruby on Rails co-host Nick Schwaterer and I were both presenting at the same time in the same session in rooms right next to each other. And so the day before we were talking and initially just saying how like, oh, I wish I could come to your session, but you know, I got something else going on. And then also talking about how we might like screw each other up of like, oh, I'm going to just start knocking on the shared wall and see if you notice or halfway through, I'm going to have my audience cheer like I'm done. So instinctively, you're terrified and think that you're like have half your slides to go. And then I was on stage getting ready for like a few minutes before and just happened to look up and in the first row was Nick sitting there in the audience. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, what are you doing here? What, what is happening? And he was like, what? I just said I really wanted to come to your talk. But I'm glad you finally noticed because I really have to go. Like This joke went on for way too long and things are starting. And I was like, yeah, I know. He would absolutely do that. I think for me, I spoke at Paris RB in February 2020. So wow, what a dicey time back then. And we went out for a speaker dinner the night before and my boyfriend had traveled to Paris with me for it. And we were just sitting there eating dinner with Matt's like just eating dinner with Matt's. <laughs> like, and it's just like regular celebrities don't affect me at all. But Ruby celebrities, they get you in the feels. So I mean, that was just a very cool thing. How about you, Chelsea? Uh, mine was similar to Allison because my youngest was born in January of 2020. And I was helping to produce a local conference here in San Diego. And I wasn't planning on being there, but things happened and all of a sudden I needed to be there. And so I had this like six week old baby wrapped to my body and we had to play like baby passing as I was like going off stage and presenting some things and then coming down. I think it just proves the like the camaraderie of people that I love presenting because the people in the audience are just there to root for you. They don't want to see you mess up. They don't want to see any of that stuff because they want to cheer you on and celebrate you. And so I think that there was something Jerry connecting and all of that. And I always find that, especially in our in, in the room particularly. So I've got to be honest, we all benefit from this. This seems like so much work. What is it that makes you both so committed to co-chairing, being part of Ruby Central and helping to plan RubyConf? Also, thank you. Well, for me, I... I've been building communities most of my career. That is the thing I love to do in any job. And so about almost a year ago now is when I joined the board at Ruby Central. And I did that because I just believed in this community and the company that I founded has been a big part of it. And it's really important for my local community that things continue to grow and support and wanted to find ways for me to just help the greater community. And I have a background in nonprofit management. And so bringing that onto the board was helpful at that time and still helpful. And when it comes to the conference, it is certainly a lot of work. That's for sure. But you get to do a lot of 
fun things too, that you're producing this event that is bringing people together and celebrating this thing that you're also very passionate about. And so there's a lot of reward that I think comes along with it that, like we said, our programming committee is amazing. And we have a really great group of people behind us. And in addition to that, the Ruby Central staff is wonderful. And for goodness sakes, they do all the legwork. I mean, we do a lot of work, but they do all of the work, all of the food and all of the coffees and all of the breaks and all the organizing and all the, they do all that stuff and they are amazing and deserve all the praise for the work that they do. But I think that for me, it has always just been about bringing people together. Anything that I can do that brings people together, especially people that are just passionate about what they're doing and want to learn and grow together, that feels like an easy job to create the space and create the movement and folks come and we all get to enjoy it. Yeah, I'll start by saying 100% agree about the Ruby Central staff and just the like massive lift that they do every conference to make sure that it all happens and the great program committee that we have. For me, many moons ago, I did a Rails Girls workshop, like one of the first ever date side Rails Girls workshops. I went, I didn't know what a terminal was. I didn't know. I was sort of raised in like a girls don't do math and science sort of house. And so that was really the mentality that I had. And I actually went to the Rails Girls Workshop. I had a startup. I was like, this day, I'm going to hate this day. But like, if I'm going to have this tech startup, I should know something about tech and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up just loving it. Got my to-do list or blog or whatever up on Heroku. It was just such a, the first time I solved my first error is just such an exciting time. And the DC Ruby community was just really amazing, like so welcoming and so incredible. And that was a time when Living Social was here. It's a lot of folks were, a lot of Ruby community was working for Living Social and we co-worked during the, like at a coffee shop during the day and they would just be like, oh, let me see your code. Like, I'm happy to, you know, help give you pointers or help you get unstuck or just all of those things. And so actually the reason why I did my first lightning talk was because when I was going to RubyConf, my first RubyConf, it was with this group of DC Rubyists. And every single day for about a month before the conference, somebody pinged me and said, you're doing a lightning talk at RubyConf, right? Literally every single day. And so by the time the signup board went up, I was like, I guess I'm doing a lightning talk. I should probably sign up now. And so it was really sort of just through the support and the encouragement and the welcomingness of the community that I sort of am where I am today and that I've been able to sort of get to where I am today. And so that experience that I had being self-taught and is just such a special one to me that when the opportunity came to be on the Ruby Central board, this was just a community that I'm very committed to, very grateful for. I want people who are entering the community now, who are growing in the community, who are learning still in their careers. I want them to 
have that special bond with others. I want them to feel like they're part of a community. I want them to feel like they can enter this community, like they come back to this community. Like if they've been away for a while, that there's, you know, there's always a home here in the Ruby community for them. So for me, that's sort of what it's all about, just paying it forward and making sure to that other folks get the rewards or the experience that sort of I was, that I was able to have. Well, thank you both so much for all of the work you've been doing and continue to do. So with RubyConf right around the corner, where can listeners get tickets? <laughs> RubyConf.org is the place to go. All of the information about RubyConf, all of the sort of additional information about these new things that we're doing, the different tickets, ticket prices, everything is on RubyConf.org. Amazing. Well, I want to second Kevin. And Kevin, thank you so much for co-hosting today. I'm excited for everyone to see you at RubyConf. Like, please come up to Kevin. Tell him what a big fan you are of Kevin. And the, the Ruby's got you covered for is amazing. But Allison and Chelsea, thank you so much for coming on today. So starting with Chelsea, how can listeners follow you? You can follow me at Chelsea Kaufman on all of the socials. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Perfect. And then Allison, I'm going to have you cover how listeners can follow you and Ruby Central. Yes. So for me, probably the best place is my website. It's allisonmcmillan.com. And it points to, I was not smart enough to grab the same handle everywhere I am. So it points to all of my different places and the 12 places that I've signed up for in the last year or so. So allisonmcmillan.com will point to all the other places. And for Ruby Central you can go to rubycentral.org. And we are also on LinkedIn, Mastodon, as many social media platforms as we can be. There's both a RubyConf handle and a Ruby Central handle. So that's where you can find Ruby Central stuff. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and telling us all what's going to be new at RubyConf. Listeners, if you are interested, we're going to link everything up in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for your time and have a fabulous conference. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You've been listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded to stay in the loop on Ruby on Rails and open source software. While you're at it, please leave us a review. And thank you for listening.